Today's passage is Mark chapter 11. We've been looking at Mark uh, talking about Jesus, the king, uh, Jesus' kingdom uh, of heaven. And now in Mark chapter 11, we see Jesus entering Jerusalem and beginning to kind of really wreck a lot of people's ideas about this kingdom again, uh, and really having to show what is the power of this kingdom. Uh, He begins by coming in, riding in on a donkey. Uh, and that is not a great symbol of power, uh, but on palm fronds, we see, and as well, Jesus' really, I think, really important statement, if anyone says to you, why are you doing this, right? Which is so often as Christians what we're afraid of, right? Someone's going to ask us, why are you doing this? That his response is, the Lord has need of it and will send it back here immediately. That God cares, right? He's not stealing this donkey. He's not t- stealing anything from you. Uh, but that he has need of it and that we follow. And we see the triumphal entry and people uh, praising. Um, But I think that what is interesting is that he goes to the temple with the same 12, that there are all these people that praise him and yet they don't necessarily follow him. Uh, And we know that many of them will betray him very soon. Jesus then uh, curses the fig tree and it is not the season for figs. Uh, And if you just read... Uh, verses 12 through 14, then you're going to be scratching your head. But verses 20 through 25 really shows what, because the disciples are like, why did you curse the fig tree, right? It's, it wasn't even, it's not even the season for figs. Jesus answers, have faith in God. Whoever says to the mountain, be taken up and thrown in the sea, believes what he says will come to pass. You see, the problem is that the laws of what are natural right? That this is Jesus. This is God himself. And so if God himself wanted the fig to have, tr- have uh, wanted the tree to have figs and it did not, then, right, God will curse, will curse it. And I think oftentimes for us, you know, we can easily attribute uh, or try to excuse our sinfulness by saying it is natural, by saying that it is just what I feel like or how I was born or um, I have no other choice. Uh, And Paul says, right, there is no temptation that has overtaken you that is not common to man. God will give you a way out. Uh, And I think that this is really important because it's bookended by Jesus or it's bookending Jesus' clearing of the temple. Uh, And why is the temple full of money changers? Well, because some people are coming from far away and they can't bring their sacrifice. Well, you know, it's not like everyone can spend time to make sure they have uh, a nice dove. And so, well, you know, we don't really need doves anyways. Let's just sell pigeons. That so much of this has been the the de-evolution of their worship because of, quote-unquote, natural excuses. And I think that Jesus is... Uh, saying not only the power of God to make mountains move, but I think that he is also then questioning um, and challenging our reaction to God's power by saying, then are we just making our worship something that is natural? And in fact, this authority itself is challenged uh, by the chiefs, uh, priests, and the scribes. They're asking, you know, what authority do you have to upend our traditions? What authority do you have to make us go against our sinful nature. And Jesus' response is not to claim his own authority. He doesn't have to. But I think to point out their flaw, that 
this this challenge, verse 32, shows that they were afraid of the people. They knew that John was a prophet. They knew that John was speaking God's word, and yet they were afraid of the people. And so Jesus says, listen, then even if I tell you my authority, you already knew God's authority in John. So even if I tell you my authority, you're not going to obey, you're not going to listen. And I think for us, right, that this is really powerful that when, you know, as we study scripture, I hope that you're beginning to see uh, more and more God's power, God's authority, and the, the, the awesomeness of the kingdom of heaven. But then it really must challenge us because in the places that we are comfortable, in the places that we are just excusing natural sin, whether that be laziness, whether that be greed, whether that be adultery, whatever it is, um, we really have to see the kingdom of God and the power of, of Jesus um, upending those and turning over the tables in our hearts, uh, but at the same time, giving us the power to transform those things.